We're back, motherfuckers. Season two, episode three. Yes, sir. Now, I'm all excited because, I mean, for us, this is like the first episode of season two because we ain't recorded in a while. But by Mm -hmm. the time y'all hear this, it's, you know, season two's already started. There's two episodes out. Yeah. Which I scheduled. One. So we, we officially came back the first week in April. Good. So hopefully we won't have any more COVID breaks and yeah, we'll be rolling on through. Yeah. While while we were gone, uh, I've become fully vaccinated. Congratulations. Yeah, we'll wait and see. <laughs> Fair. Did you hear that? Uh, that the governor's opening Texas, like re- he's lifting the oh, yeah. uh, mask ban and one hundred percent opening Texas. Yeah, yep. that's uh, that's dumb. Yeah. Well, yeah, but that's the way it is. I guess. Uh, before we get into this week's album, some housekeeping things. Um, uh oh. Did y'all see that Gen Z is trying to cancel Eminem on Twitter? <laughs> no. Why? Um, I'm not surprised. I'm too old listen, to look at Twitter, listen, man. This is, this is the greatest part because the lyrics of Love the Way You Lie are problematic. Yeah. And I'm like, did y'all not do your research? Like, those are the lyrics you picked? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Do y'all know the song Kim exists? They they, they probably don't. Because like, they probably only play that on oldie stations now. Right, but like... Alright, for those who listen that's Gen Z, which isn't many of you, quit playing like y'all didn't have Love the Way You Lie on your fucking iPod Nano in elementary school. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Ridiculous. Anyway. <laughs> oh, man. I could probably pull a clip up if you want one. Of Love the Way You Lie? I feel like most people have heard it. Wow. Yeah, we get, we get sued. Next time, let me prepare first. I, I mean, if do y'all that. want Eminem to come out with a new album and diss an entire generation, I'm down. Whatever. I, I actually would love yeah. to see that happen. It, I mean, it might. Shit. I'm still there's, waiting I don't on the Will Smith album. Yeah, me too. Like when all that shit was happening with Jada in August, I'm like, you know what? There's going to be some dope ass music to come out of this, and I'm still waiting. Still waiting. I don't, yeah, and, and he was stuck at home. You know, you you were quarantined during that time too. Yeah, but, but he's maybe, been doing the weird video <clears throat> stuff. He hasn't been doing music. He's waiting to drop it in August. In August, yeah, that'd be that'd be funny. That would be I'm, funny. I'm with it. All right, so this week we're talking about Mercules. Merc Mike's apply. Pressure, which uh, came out in 2020, correct? Or was it early 2021? Oh, man. No, 2020. Yeah. So we're uh, we're a little behind, and the, there's here's a reason for it. I slept on this album, hardcore. Like, I did not really give it the time of day that I should have. Um, with most artists I'm excited about, I usually jump on that shit. I did not jump on this one. I should have. But we'll get into it. Um, first track is uh, G&G. Does anyone know what G&G stands for? No. Nope. It's, really... no, it's like mean... Goons and Goblins. Because isn't that his chorus? Oh, it is. Yeah, I'm up late with the Goons and the Goblins. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Look I at mean, you. you can't make it too much, too much simpler than that. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm not sure I would have started the album with it. 
but there's nothing really wrong with it. I like it. It's good melody and like his rhymes are dope. So it's cool. Yeah, I, I like thought it. I thought that it was a, a solid way to start. You know, like it allows new listeners to kind of catch up with the program. Like, you know, what I mean, it's a lot of what you expect from Mercules, you know, a nice beat, you know, the lyrics are personal and the chorus kind of ties it all together. You know, nothing super spectacular, but it's like, you know, your kind of gateway into him if you haven't listened to any of his previous stuff. That's fair. It's kind of a gentle nudge, if you will. Because some of these, I mean, they were good songs, but I don't know. They were, he was out of his realm. He was pushing too I don't know. We'll get to those, but I, I like this one coming in. It was good. Track two was the title track. Um, I probably would have started with this one personally. I really like the pace of it. Um, it was a contender for my favorite. Um, also, Gates' verse though seemed like a throwaway. Like it kind of—it's yeah. not a—I mean, it's not a bad verse, but like if you listen to Kevin Gates, like this seemed like a throwaway verse to me. Well, yeah, but the thing is, this song isn't Kevin at all. You know what I mean? Like it's—it's it's not the type of song that you would pick to put him on there. You know what I mean? Like if you're gonna make a song about a bitch or getting some money, you know what I mean? Gates is a shoe in. Um, but this really isn't it. Like, I mean, it's not a hustle anthem, even though, you know, Merck is talking about putting the pressure on it all. You know what I mean? It just didn't translate super well. I thought Gates was fine. He did what he normally does, but nothing, like, extra. And that's just kind of the way a lot of these features come on Mercury's stuff. Because um, I think Merck is just such a big fan of people that he puts people on stuff just for random reasons like this song would have equally been just as good without kevin gates and i'm as a as a kevin gates fan that's something i I, I find myself hard to say i would have been happier if kevin would have stayed the hell off of this song and definitely would have been a lot better off with it if he'd have left the last quarter of his verse off where he changed his pitch and started like singing or whatever the hell he was doing did not like that at all that's what he does Thumbs yeah, yeah, yeah. down. John's just not a fan. So, yeah, no, everything else was okay. Like I can get with it, but that part, bruh, it it was irritating, to say the least. Well, let's move on to another yeah. feature. Uh, Death Wish featuring the game, produced by C. Lance and Aaron Hiltz. Um, this is classic Mercules for me. I love everything about this. This was another contender for one of my favorite tracks, and it was the right beat to put the game on. Yeah, I um, I, I agree with some of that, but to me, it's one of my least favorite on here. But that's got to do with the way I think Mercules goes at these features. Um, I think that the you know I think the beat was perfect for the game, like you said, but it was like the 06 game, you know, the One Blood era game. Uh, that sounded super good for it. Uh, the chorus was fine. Nothing super wrong with Merck's verse. To me, it just it wasn't special. Because like when he gets on these tracks, you, he's such a fan. It's like he's fangirling his verse. Oh, my uh, God. And, he does, and that... he does that almost every time he gets a feature. Um, and I think the game, he, while he rapped and, you know, he did what the game is known for, like, I don't think that he, you know, gave him anything noteworthy. Like, you know... After I listened to this single release and then the album came out, I didn't listen to it again until, you know, now. So we're talking like six months later uh, going back to it because it just doesn't have, re- doesn't have enough replay value to me. 
No. After the novelty of, you know, Mercury's rapping with the game. Um, I didn't like his verse. I, he felt rushed. I that Dwayne, you I think you explained it nail on the head exactly. It sounded like he maybe was fangirling over his feature and didn't deliver like he probably could have or should have. But overall, it was a good. I mean, it was a good song. Track four is "Feel Shit" featuring Jelly Roll. Um, so going into this, I kind of felt like I should like it. Um, and it's not that I don't like it. It's okay. It's, it's what I expected from these two. It's just, it's not the best track. I feel like these two could have done better and I'm sure I've heard better <laughs> from the two of them. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. That was my first note is I think Merck and Jelly can make some great music together. Like subject wise and personalities, they seem like kindred artist souls, but like mm-hmm. this just doesn't hit the tier that either one of them appeared to be at. Like, it wasn't the best Merc, and it wasn't the best Jelly Roll. Yeah, but the uh, the the title of it is called Feel Shit, yes? So yeah. maybe they were just getting into it. Like, fuck if it's good or not. Let's write some Well, shit. yeah, but you, yeah, but you can good, tell... Don't put this it on an album. Yeah, like, to me, this is, a, this is a culprit of them not being able to be in the same space. Because, like, yeah. if you listen to the chorus, you're just like, as a Jelly Roll fan, you're like, you know what? He would have elevated it by putting the take or two on there. You know what I mean? Or having him change the cadence a little bit. Sure. Um, so, like, overall, I think it felt like therapeutic music, which is what Jelly is known for. It's what made me a fan. But it's like it doesn't have the it factor that all of Jelly Roll's music has. Like, yeah. you can tell it's Mercury's trying to do that type of music. And it just didn't translate into a top tier song. Like it's okay. And you know, if it comes on random, I probably won't cut it off, but I won't go out of my way to dig for it. Yeah. Feel you on that. Next track is brand new. Um is a sick beat. I hated the hook though. Um, but I really? feel like it's a good riding song. Like if it came on in the car, I wouldn't skip it. But like if I was cleaning the house and it came on, I might skip it. Oh yeah, uh, I thought I I like the West Coast vibe that the beat have, which is kind of weird uh, for Merck. But there's a lot of California artists like back from like Swollen Member days, you know, that they had they gravitated towards that LA sound for some weird reason. And you know, nowadays everybody kind of went away from it. So to hear a little West Coast Canadian flavor was kind of nice. I like that Merck switched up the flow for it. You know, it was kind of a welcome break from his time and a half flow that he was using on the last couple of tracks where he's a little ahead of the beat the whole time. Uh, But yeah, it was, it was an okay song, not his best, but you know, I would, I guess like Dylan said, I probably wouldn't skip it if it just came on on random. Fair. That, that time and a half stuff you were talking about, those are the only ones I didn't like. Like that brought down the whole average for me. Um, this one uh, definitely way better. I actually liked the chorus on this one, Dylan. Um, I did also love the beat too, though. So I'm with you on that. Um, felt a little sloppy, but I, I like the way he ended it and and completed the song, if you will. Next track is 1980 featuring E40. I am super biased towards this one. This is my favorite track on the album. I love me an E40 feature. And this is a, he's got a dope ass verse. 
the dude's still got it after all these years. I'll let John go first so I can balance yeah, it back out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, on a general purpose, do not like E40. Every single thing I've ever heard um, him on, he was offbeat. It, I, and I'm sure he was doing it for purpose, but to me, it was just the worst thing on the planet. So going into this one, I was I was a little hesitant, if you will, um, but I actually really liked it. It ended up being a pretty good listen. Not that I'll ever say that it'll make me an E40 fan, but uh, he did have a good verse, you know, and it didn't hurt the song by having him on it. Damn right. Mustard mayonnaise. <laughs> yeah. I thought the uh, chorus was perfect for the beat um, but the thing that I'm I'm noticing about Merck is when he raps as fast as he does that time half almost double time um, sometimes it's jarring when it goes into these these melodic smooth choruses it's like you know the tempo he sets a tempo at a certain pace and then completely drops it uh, to do these chorus pieces which is just kind of weird just something I'm starting to notice um, but didn't super throw it off this time. Uh, E40 does E40 things. Uh, personally, I would have rather seen E40 on the last beat, uh, the one with more of a West Coast vibe to it. Um, but it was solid for a quick feature. Um, you know, nothing super spectacular overall for the song. I'm telling but, you, uh, I'm telling I, you right now, if you put E40 on that last track, I would have hated it. I'm sure you would have. But you hate you hate E forty for the most part anyway. So yeah, but I have a feeling it would have been the one that would have really thrown me. Anyway, sorry. Moving on. Moving on. Next track is Demons. Uh, this track was pretty polarizing for me, and I don't know if it was album placement or like just where I was listening to the album. So like in the scheme of rap tracks, it's good. Like it's real good. If you gave me a fucking 10-track mixtape so these are rap songs, I'd, I'd pick this one out easy. In the scheme of Mercury's album tracks, it's kind of forgettable. Wow. Yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not bad. Like, I, I'm with you with all of you're saying. Like, you know, technically there's nothing wrong with the song. You know, it's just... And I'll talk about why I don't necessarily like this song for this album when we do our wrap-up of it. Um, but this song to me reminds me of Jelly Roll from a couple of years ago, where he's just putting all his cards on the table, presenting all his flaws, you know, and turning it into some good music. You know, and it, it to me, it's just missing the it factor that Jelly brings to it. Like Merck just doesn't seem to have that Midas touch, so to speak, to elevate it beyond just the tier that he's currently at. So I like the song and. You know, I'd put it on, like Dylan said, a mixtape of some random stuff. But as far as the project goes, coming after some of the couple of upbeat songs, Demons just kind of, you know, seemed like a misstep. Oh, see, I didn't feel like there was um, a huge change in tempo throughout the album. So when we got here, like to me, none of that makes a lot of sense because I liked it. I thought it was in a good spot. Um, I feel like we came off of some... um, not quite as good songs to this one, which was a good song um, and had crazy messaging. Like I thought that this was one of the better ones on the album. Next track is feel my pain. Uh, Sick ass beat as repetitive as the hook is. I like it. Uh, As far as the verses, it's 
typical classic Mercules, but the sample fucking made it for me. Right. I love this track, and it, and if it didn't have the sample, I probably wouldn't like it as much. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm signed off on all of that. Uh, I think this is album Mercules at his best. You know, a solid beat, personal lyrics, has got his trademark flow on it. Um, so there's really nothing outside of that. You know, if you listen to Mercules, you get to this song, and you're like, yeah, this is what I was expecting from him. You know, no feature, so this is what you expect. Yeah. I don't know. I liked it uh, all the way through. I, I agree with everything you guys said. I mean, it, he composes a good song. I don't know what else to add. All right. Well, <laughs> then we'll move on to the, yeah. the ninth yeah, our first, track. Our first, our first consensus. On yeah. The yeah. Uh, ninth track is Forever Alone featuring Evil Ebenezer. Um, these two have worked together a lot. They actually have an album together. Um, this is the, the, kind of what I expected from these two. Um, I didn't really like the melody in Merck's verses, though, which is weird because typically I like that kind of thing. But I'll get to that towards the end. Um, so, yeah, it was OK. <laughs> I'm sorry. I read my note and I'm I must have been tired or something. It says I know he can rap fast, but sometimes he can't deliver like on this song. So I don't know what the fuck you were listening to. <laughs> this this song, I I didn't like his delivery on this song. Um, the chorus was good. Uh, it was a good song overall. I hated the guitar sample that was in it, and Evil Ebenezer killed him. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was just Merc, Merc doing Merc things. Like you know, it's it's solid. He's doing what he normally does. Uh, I thought Evil was solid and kept with the quality of the rest of the track. I wouldn't necessarily say, you know, he had a better verse than Mercules. But like like Dylan said, you know, they've they've worked together enough in the past to, you know, if you've listened to it, you should know exactly what to expect from this song. And that was, I got pretty much what I expected. Okay. Like nothing extra. You know, it doesn't push it to, you know, greatness, but, you know, it's definitely a solid song. And the last track... Late Night Shift. Um, dope beat. Good closer. I liked everything about this one. Yeah. Oh, hold on. I'll, yeah, go, I mean, I'll go next. That yeah. shit slaps. I agree with Dylan. Yeah, no, I liked it. Uh, I think Mark is great at these sort of tracks. Like He can do the celebration vibe like this, which is kind of what I think he wanted to do, but the music he releases seems like he prefers the darker and deeper side of music as, as opposed to the celebration that this sort of was. Um, so that's kind of weird that, you know, for me, you know, with applied pressure being the topic and being kind of upbeat that he's got so many down songs, but I think he ended it on a high note. Um, not my favorite song on the project, but nothing I would get in the future. Cool. So overall, I would give this a four out of five simply because it's Mercules and I know and Mercules is talented and if put up against, you know, other artists, this one could probably blow them out of the water. However, I feel like I'm at a weird place with Mercules. So I wasn't feeling this album as much as I was the last one. And I think I'm almost at that place as a Mercules fan where everything's kind of starting to blend together. And it's almost like everything that comes out, I feel like I've heard before. 
and maybe I'm just ready for something new from Mercules. So is that yeah, like a think, style thing? I think you're thing? right on though. Yeah, I think he's I think he's right on with what Mercus' problem is. Like he's he's at that stage where he's got some buzz, but he's not popular. You know what I mean? Like he's got some he gets YouTube views and you know, and he's starting to get some features uh that he really wants, but nothing that's really above the tier he's at. You know what I mean? Besides the crooked eye feature that he just got, you know what I mean? He hasn't really had anybody that I would say is two steps higher than where he is in the game right now. Not E40 even? No, I mean, E40, he's a legend, so that's what it is. But, like, as far as we're talking about, like, your popular artists right now. Yeah. Like, he could get a Tech 9 feature, and to me, that's a couple of steps higher than where he is. But he's getting like the game and Kevin Gates for this project. You know what I mean? Like those those are people who are known, but they're not where it's at. You know what I mean? Like most people who don't listen to all of rap would just be like, oh, okay, keep it moving. Like they don't they wouldn't listen to it for the game or for Kevin Gates. Right. And I think that that's kind of where it's at, is that you know, he's super talented. And he could pretty much reach whatever goal he has. And because he's got a unique voice, you know, he's got multiple flows, a decent singing voice. You yeah. can't find a flaw in his lyrics, really. You know what I mean? No. You got a for beats. And he knows how to compose a song, like legitimately. He puts good music together. Yeah. So to me, it seems like Mercules is so happy that he is at the level he's at. Like he's surprised that anybody's listening to his music. So like he's getting these artists on his tracks that he's a fan of, like 100% a fan. And, you know, I applaud any artist who can go out there and get an artist that they're a fan of, but it doesn't seem like he's putting his best foot forward. You know, he's like, he's just showering them. Like he name drops them in in the song that he does. You know what I mean? Like, Hey, I was listening to the documentary, blah, 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 blah. blah. You know what I mean? Like, he's just like, Hey, I, I'm on the track with this person. Ha ha. I told you I would do this someday, you know, instead of just focusing on making it a good record. Yeah. And so I think that's the, the problem that I really have with them. Uh, so like, to me, I think like I mentioned it a minute ago that Mercules and jelly roll are kind of like talent wise about the same, you know, good flow lyrics, all that stuff, you know, but like jelly's got that missing ingredient that I just don't think Merc has, like just, just puts him a tier below it. Um, but as far as the album went, I thought it was solid addition to his catalog. Not my favorite. Um, I thought that the title missed the mark a bit. You know, special occasion seemed like the exception rather than the rule. You know, there were only a couple of upbeat, you know, kind of things that matched the energy of the title track. Um, but other than that, I enjoyed it. I listened to it a few times since it was released. Uh, I didn't rate it as high as Dylan did. Um, 3.4, but couple of his other albums were that four and since i don't rate it as high as the other albums you know it made sense that it fell a little bit short of that 4.0 mark well that's fair i think we're all in the same kind of area with him um because i give him a 3.3 overall i think he puts together a good coherent album there were a couple of his fast verses that I just really didn't like, but I don't know if it's because I didn't feel like he could stay on beat or I, I don't know. It just fe- felt like he, he needed to polish it up a little better. 
Um, in order yeah, he's always he's ahead of me when he raps fast. So like almost almost exclusively. Yeah. Well, so outside of that, most of everything on there I really liked. You know, there were a couple of the features that maybe were questionable. Maybe it was the beat, and that's why I thought they were questionable. Um, but other than that, it was it was a pretty good album. Cool. All right. Well, let's move into our next segment. Uh, unfair to compare. Oh yeah. shit! You know, what? were you looking for a lead in? Listen. No, <laughs> I think I listened to Lil Durk. Lil Durk on it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, we did say <laughs> no, Lil Windex, right? <laughs> no, uh, Lil Baby, uh, also known as Dominique Jones. And Da Baby, also known as Jonathan Kirk or Baby Jesus. A child. Yeah. Um, so, Da Baby uh, from North Carolina, uh, Lil Baby from Atlanta, Georgia. Now, I was not well-versed in either of these two when we decided that we were going to compare them. Uh, I know that currently they are big names in hip-hop, along with uh, Pooh Shiesty <laughs> and Lil Durk and Playboy Cardi and Polo G. Um, I, I will tell you that uh, upon listening to both of these gentlemen, uh, both of them are better than Playboy Cardi. Uh, <laughs> easy. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Easily. <laughs> Um, so what I did was I listened to the, uh, last album, uh, from both of these, uh, gentlemen. Now my, my comparison is going to be fairly short and it's just personal preference. Cause I don't know much about these two listening to Lil baby. Um, I could easily compare him with 90% of the top 10, uh, rappers on Apple music right now. Fair. Um, Nothing about Lil Baby stuck out to me. It sounds like everything else that's out right now. Da Baby, while his style is similar, I found his music to have much more substance. I actually found myself liking Da Baby. Um, yeah. I actually added his album, uh, I believe it's called Brothers Keeper. Yeah. Uh, to my library. Loved it. Listened to it like three times in a row. Um, so for me, I'm gonna go Dub Baby. Just uh, personal preference, because I list I Little Baby. Mm, no, not for me. Yeah, we're on this. We're we're well on the same page. Um, coming into it, like I knew who both of these people were. Uh, wasn't a fan of Little Baby, but I'm not a huge fan of straight mumble rappers in general. Like, I, like you know, there'll be a song here or there where I'm just like, okay, that's kind of dope. But overall, I'm just like not a fan. So like. To give him his credit, you know, he does have a good ear for beats. He's got a pretty consistent flow, which is kind of on par with most, you know, mumble rappers. Lyrically, to me, he's just extra regular and doesn't have the rock star quality, like, you know, to push him over the top. While the baby, on the other hand, you know, I'm a passing fan, you know, he gets grouped in with these mumble rappers, but he typically has a much cleaner and easily understood delivery. Uh, great ear for a, a variety of beats. Not, you know, he switches the beats that he picks up quite a bit, switches up his flow frequently, lyrically has a variety of subject matters, craft verses together well. You know, so I put Kevin, I put the baby closer in the Kevin Gates realm than I would with most of the mumble rappers. So to me, it's hands down the baby, like more well rounded artist, 
has that it factor that pushed him to the top um, that little baby is just missing. And that's something that you just can't teach. Either you got it or you don't. So I Googled the baby. Okay. And I Googled little baby, right? That's what we're talking about. It's just so I'm not. Okay. Yes, correct. Not, not little, Dirk. not little Dirk, not that's little Windex, person. not all these other people. So I chose the top video that popped up in Google, which for Lil Baby was the bigger picture. And Dub Baby was Masterpiece. Um, and to be honest with you, I really like Little Baby better. I mean, I wouldn't expect you to listen to either of them on a regular basis. No, absolutely so that's fine, not. But yeah. I feel like if you listened to more tracks, you would change your mind. I mean, yeah, and I, I to be so. honest with you, that's probably pretty fair uh, because I did start a couple of other tracks, Er, Body, and On Me from Lil Baby. And uh, what's this one? The, the Beatbox Freestyle and Blind featuring Young Thug. And uh, if I were to group everybody, I'd probably go to Baby. But off of that first initial thought, I, I did like Lil Baby better. And since both of you guys both said the baby, I'm not going to make it unanimous. John, you just sound so disgusted when you read these people's names. <laughs> do I? I just don't even know how to say it. How do you? I mean. Hey, to be fair, we're talking about 20, 29-year-olds, you know, with the name baby. I mean, I, right. Bro, I know. But John, John's just like. Who? Yeah. Like, Who is it? You guys said, okay, this is the <laughs> this is the unfair to compare. And I was just like, who in the fuck are these people? What right. is this? Who is it? What joke are you playing on me right now? Like, I half expected us to get in here and you make a huge joke about these two people and then actually do an unfair with two other people. That's what I expected. I was trying to segue into who is it. I know, but I just kept on going. Yeah. <laughs> All well, right. This week, who is it? <laughs> All right. I got one for you guys. Let's go. I really hope you don't get it like right away because I'm going to be mad because I worked really hard on this. <laughs> All right. John, are you ready? Well, we are going to try. You ain't going to get it. Guarantee I won't. <laughs> All right. First more. British Columbia. I can't I, I can't say that I know a rapper from British Columbia off the top of my head. Columbia. Cool. Okay. All right. Next clue. Winner of three Juno Awards, five Much Music Video Awards, and has been nominated 11 times for Western Canadian Music Awards, two of which he has won, and he is the first ever RFR Broadcast Standard Award winner. Wow. <laughs> what? No. Keep Move to the next one. No, no, no. guesses. No. Right. Including compilations, EPs, and instrumentals, he has over 100 albums credited to his name. 100 albums? Are you talking Mocha? Mocha only here? Because, you know, he's the type. 
God damn it. Did you just <laughs> get it? it? Yeah, it's the 100 albums. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, obviously, dude's Canadian, which Who is fine. Who is that? He was, he was the extra member of Swollen Members. Right, right. right so my next two clues was, was Christmas, and the last clue was only a member sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And that's... <laughs> But it, dude's work ethic is bananas, man. Like I can't. It's to the point that like I don't even try to listen to him most of the time. Like unless he comes across organically to me, I don't listen to him. But I thought dude was super talented. But like he puts out so much work that it's just impossible to keep up with him. All right, John. Just all right. So let's go back five years. All right, you ready for this? 2015, he dropped 2003, four, five, six. He dropped six albums in 2015. Jesus Christ, he dropped 10 albums in 2016, two albums in 2017, two albums in 2018, three albums in 2019, and four albums. You know what he sounds like? A fucking yeah. slacker because he was doing good. ten. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's a lot of albums, man. Hey, yeah, are you including like, like the it, feature albums? Because he's got sixteen collaboration albums too. So I just I I counted his studio albums, yeah. and before I even got to the EPs and collab albums, I was already at ninety. So that's why I just said overall. Wow. Hey. Hey. Hey, here, here's something. Uh, he's got a project, the Zebra Original Motion Picture soundtrack from 2011 with Evil Ebenezer. Ooh, as a go. as a weird connection back to where why we were here in the first place. Yeah, yeah. and I don't know if earlier when we were reviewing the album, you had mentioned Swollen Members, and I was yeah. in in my head. I'm like, no, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, because they're the ones that you know, in order for them to get popular, you know, and do heavy. Not heavy, uh, balance. They had to go to the West Coast, you know, and hooked up with Evidence and Everlast and all them. So yeah, like, like that's so when I think can- Canadian underground rappers, they usually make their way through Southern California for some weird reason instead of going to New York, which is you know typically closer. Um, yeah. Dude, California. Canada's crazy. Like a lot of artists from Canada, with the exception of Drake, are like super tight knit. Like there's people I listen to, and we've mentioned mm-hmm. them on the show before. Uh, like Easy Mac and uh, Golden Buckskin Pony and Phil Solo, who like th- they have you know videos and tracks with Mercules and and Mocha Only, and like it seems like Evil Ebenezer, Socrates. Like it seems like a lot of Canadian rappers are like a super tight knit community. Yeah, with the exception of Drake. Yeah, well, yeah, because I mean, you're talking somebody who just left, like, because Drake didn't really make his bones in Canada, though. You know, what I mean, he did it down in no. Memphis and then down there with Lil Wayne. Um, yeah. But yeah, like, I think everybody up there, like, since Canada, obviously they got a market of their own. But in order to be a hip hop artist that goes places, you got to cross over into the U.S. And so I think the artists that stay in Canada and make their living in Canada are all kind of sticking together. Yeah. So like, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the top 15 Canadian rappers, you know, um, whatever. And it's, you know, Drake, the weekend, Tory Lanez, Nav party next door. And I'm like, okay, all of them crossed over into the U S market. You know what I mean? And then you start scrolling down into yeah. some more obscure people. 
and yeah so yeah i can they all stick together kind of like the way atlanta did when they first started coming out you know everybody was hopping on everybody's stuff because they were doing it for their area like so they're doing it for canada you know because they're you know the david to the goliath that is the u.s pretty much yeah yeah I love Canadian hip hop, man. Like Decisive is one of my favorite rappers, and he's making a comeback. Speaking of which, anybody follows him on Instagram, you can buy his entire discography for twenty. Oh, bucks. nice. I'm a classified fan, though, personally. Like as far as you know, underground rap from Canada. You ever listen to Moonshine? Occasionally. Moonshine's dope. Cool. Well, that does it for this week. Uh, next week, we actually have a request. Oh. So next week, we will be doing Yellow Wolf and Cassie. Oh, shoot. It's a solid one. Produced by Tasty Beef. Really? There you go. Yeah. Very nice. That'll be exciting. So, All right. Well, hey, hold on. Hey, 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 Dylan. Hey, hey. Dylan. Yeah, Dylan. Hey. Whoa. Oh, shit. you missed my playlist. Stop. You just I, totally I dropped my know, playlist. Are you really he kidding was just me? Mad. He said he said it's the second season. We need to cut one. Let's just cut John's playlist. Really? No, we're not cutting the playlist because I added one to the playlist this week, Dylan. So you no. better have some. Well, I guess I, I guess John should go first. Then. Let me go you know, first. see i just i just been out of practice (sighs) it has been six years for you dylan i haven't had my snack either the uh uh, yeah mm -hmm. so i'm gonna just go ahead and talk to you about the song (laughs) yeah go ahead and talk i'm gonna eat oh you know what next week i'm bringing a piece of pizza and i'm gonna eat it while i'm doing this um go ahead uh the lady's name is neon vines and the song's name is Lay Low. Uh, it's an uh, electronic, funky sounding, um, let's see, jazzy kind of feel song. She uses Keywa- uh, Keywaves MIDI controller um, that offers polyphonic pitch bending and aftertouch. Which means she- when she's playing the keyboard, she can actually bend the notes and things. Um, and add vibrato, I believe, throughout it. It's just such a great vibe. I fell in love with it instantaneously and immediately put it on my playlist. What was her name? Neon. Neon Vines. Vines. V-I-N-E-S. So is it kind of like kind of like what Roger Troutman used to do, except he would shove a tube down his throat and play a keyboard? Yeah. Sort of. um, a little bit, but without the tube. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, technology's a long, long way. way. Hey, they make a, a an amplifier that goes around the outside of your neck that picks up the vibrations from your vocal cords that way instead of needing the tube in your mouth. Now for the vocoder effect. Why don't we? Have yeah, one of those? Uh, because because they're a couple hundred dollars and nobody's putting in on it. Nope, I'm not going to do that. Okay, but I've got I've got a new plugin that will handle that. Just you know, for future references. Very good, good to know. Cool. Hey, hey, Dylan, what snack are you having? Hold, hold on, hold on. Got. What snack? What snack are you um, having? So we all know. Yeah, go ahead. I got great value breakfast trail. Okay, great, nice. great. 
Can't even buy the good shit. It's a blend of <laughs> yogurt flavored covered cranberries, dried sweetened cranberries, granola, walnuts, and honey glazed. Hey, uh, Dylan, you having a urinary tract infection there, buddy? Got a lot of cranberries nope. going on there. I like okay. cranberries. Hey, Let's stop all the cranberries, baloney. Dwayne, what do you got for my playlist? All right, I got three because you know that's what I do. My man. Uh, first one. First one is a throwback, and you know, and it completely came across randomly when I found it. One of those Spotify automatically generates playlists for you. You get like five a day or whatever, mm-hmm. and this one ended up on there due to the features on the song. Um, and it was like an instant classic back from like when we all used to go to the gym and work out, had that one gig MP3 player, you know, mashing out. Yeah. But for, first one for the playlist this week is throw some D's on it. Remix by rich boy featuring Andre 3000, Jim Jones, Nelly Murphy Lee in the game for fans of down South classic collaboration and bringing it back. It ain't Andre 2,999. Exactly. It ain't Andre 3,001. And the next one, just to throw a trip into it, the song is called Kryptonite by Joey Nato featuring Atlas for fans of Trap, Remix, Covers, Juice World, and Kid Lord. Because it's a a cover song. It's a three doors down. down. Word for word, that's the chorus. Um, and when it came across, I was like, what in the world am I listening to? And when I listened to it, I'm just like, I can't not like it, though. Like, it, you know, you would think that, you know, this is going to be a horrible song. And while, you know, in two months, it's not going to be novel anymore and we won't, won't want to hear it anymore. <laughs> but it was interesting the first, like, five times that I heard. Uh, Who was the artist? Uh, Joey Nato, N-A-T-O, and Atlas, A-T-L-U-S. Uh, came out. I think two weeks ago now. And my last one is Together by Sig Roy, S-I-G-R-O-Y, for fans of pop rap, Justin Bieber, the baby, that kind of thing. Kind of fits in line with what we've been listening to lately. Very nice, very nice. Dylan, do you actually cool. All right, well, did you three. did you actually have three or did you just throw on three on there? Oh nice. I do have three. No, I do have three. Uh first one is Neon Vine Layla. <laughs> nice. Nailed <laughs> solid, it. solid choice, solid choice. Very good choice, Dylan. No, I'm kidding. I actually have two by the same artist. Um, it's uh, it's sad rap. Uh, so the artist is Lil TJ, and that's T J A Y. The first track is Move On. Um, you know, for fans of sad rap. <laughs> Second song is Calling My Phone. Uh, that one features Black. So it's, that, okay. that should be worth the listen regardless. Because Black is dope. That's what you guys say. You guys say that all the time. Yeah. Um, the last one is Kill Cupid by Dro Kenji. Yeah, that came up. D-R-O. Oh, Kill Cupid by what? Kill Cupid by Dro Kenji, yeah. D-R-O-K-E-N-J-I, featuring Snot, but the S is a dollar sign. Yeah, this actually came across my playlist same way uh, that these other ones did. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a solid song. Like, it catches you off guard based on, you know, what you're looking at if you were just to look at what it was. But yeah, no, it's a worthy addition. Yeah. 
I might have to give this dude some more listens. Like looking at his artist page, his album covers are dope as fuck. Hey Dilla. Um, um Yeah, go ahead. So you said you had two, man. Where'd the third one come from? You said he had two by the same artist. Oh. My misunderstanding, yeah. sir. I apologize. Calling my phone and move on or by T J. T and then J A Y. Yeah, Lil T. Lil spelled Lil. Yeah, you don't like Lil rappers, do you, John? It's uh, just a little bit ridiculous. Cool. All right. Next week we'll talk about whatever John's mad about. Yeah. <laughs> New segment. What am I pissed about? <laughs>